All right, everyone. How you doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me uh, have my another Dodgeball Arizona OG. Uh, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Um, <laughs> let let the people know who you are, man. Let the people know. Uh, I'm Chad Landrum down in Arizona. Uh, been playing dodgeball for oh, geez, forever, <laughs> ten years at least, ten plus years. Back in what, two thousand six? Jeez, so, that's more than uh, ten years. Uh, God damn it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I started out uh, right out of high school um, just doing open gym at churches with kids. And then, uh, yeah, been playing dodgeball ever since for the as long as my body holds together. <laughs> so I've known Chad for about 10 years, maybe a little over that now at this point. Um, anyone who knows Chad, Chad is like a tank. He's kind of like uh, Brian Armand, who I've had previously. He kind of reminds you of the kingpin if you meet him. Um, <laughs> and uh, one thing I, I often joke about Chad was um, the last time we played against each other, <laughs> it would be four years ago, sadly, I think. No, three years ago. I, I, I joked with him um, saying, you know what? The younger Chad would have hit me because <laughs> this old Chad is missing me. <laughs> Yes. I'm, just, I'm just poking the bear, just poking the bear. And, like, even though his team won, I just kept jo joking with him. Like, you know, the younger Chad would have hit me. <laughs> yes, I've definitely lost a, a step or two over time. And there's been other kids have been coming up, younger, young starters coming up and getting the best of me. And I don't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's his life, man. <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna talk to the older chad about the younger chad and see where he is at right now so that being said um before we get into your old story uh what's your jersey number and why so uh my jersey number is 37 um there's really nothing super special about it besides the fact that i wore it um for football um so uh in high school so there's just a number that i kept with me um that's generally the number I go with in dodgeball. Occasionally, I'll go with 10 because I like it a little bit better. Um, hmm. But 37 is kind of grown on me, and it's kind of been the number that I've stuck with me for pretty much most of the tournaments that I play in. If, if 10 is available, I'll take it. Just kind of, I don't, know, I don't for whatever reason, I like the power of 10 for <laughs> some stupid math reason. But um, <laughs> 37 is my bread and butter. It's the number that I go by, and I don't know. I just feel lucky with it. Fair enough. Um, did you play full block in high school? I did. Uh, I mean, not How well. How do I know that? <laughs> um, not well, if you ask me and my, my old friends that used to play with me. But I did play. We were we were region champs. Um, I did, uh, if you could believe it or not, linebacker and uh, quarterback, which is kind of an odd pick. But, I mean, I wasn't starter quarterback, but I, I was more of mm -hmm. a linebacker that started. So. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, linebacker, I would see. Quarterback, <laughs> maybe yeah, like Tim yeah, Tebow, no. maybe. But well, you and Tim Tebow no, were well, balls. Yeah, that's true. I was a lot smaller back in high school. If you, if, I mean, you probably wouldn't recognize me back, 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 back. When metabolism gave up on me and said, "Screw it, eat that cake," you know. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Football was I love football. If I could play football, I would do, I would have definitely done it. I actually even tried out for uh, ASU, and I mean, I'm not going to make ASU, but it was fun to try out. <laughs> oh, you went to ASU? I did, yes. Oh Graduated. wow! God dang! 
10 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting old, man. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> I was recruited. I actually was recruited to play. Well, I was, I was recruited to play dodgeball while I was going to college, which was kind of cool. Really? Okay. Let, let, let's get into that. Um, recruited how? So, uh, so out of high school, um, I, after I graduated, I mean, I, I honestly had nothing going on as far as athletics was concerned. And I actually did try to stay active as best I could because I, I saw my friends sitting on couches and, you know, being lazy and I didn't want to do that. Um, I played a little bit of ultimate Frisbee and then my buddies who played that said, hey, there's a bunch of older guys playing dodgeball at the local church down the street. So, I mean, we had to check that out. And basically, it was kind of like your basic drop in. You don't stop playing for four hours dodgeball. It was the greatest thing in the world. Every mm -hmm. Thursday for, I want to say, three and a half years we played. It was just kind of you play, restart, play, restart. I mean, you did. we did full court, basketball court. I mean, we had like maybe on an average night, 15 versus 15. So after about, yeah, I know. Mostly just kids, if you can think about it. But there were some older guys there, and it was kind of – I think it was after the movie, you know, boom, that people wanted to start playing just for fun. Um, so after a few years of that, I thought we were getting – you know, me and my buddies were thought we were pretty, getting pretty good, and we heard of the NDL Tour tournament. And we was like, oh, we're good enough to play that. <laughs> yeah, we weren't. <laughs> We got jerseys made. Uh, I formed a team called the Renegades. If anyone remembers that team, we were a super OG. Um, the the Renegades? Yes, the Renegades was the team that pissed off all the other teams, basically. Oh, oh yes. I'm going to need to see team picks of young Chad with the Renegades jersey. I need to see what this is all looking right. like. All right, yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> send it to you. Um so we got jerseys made. We went, um, if anyone remembers, the, the team called, I think it was called Triple A. The guy who led that team, I think his name was Chase something or other. Triple uh, um, A, that, that, that would end up being Rise, right? Because Joe Colello was on that team. It was like a team I, of Christians. You you would know better than me because I remember <laughs> it gets hazy that far back because that was literally the very first tournament I've ever played in. And we got utterly, like, mopped destroyed <laughs> killed steve was there steve was playing with team evil and he's kind of the reason i mean i stuck around to watch the finals and i just got hooked mm. and from then on i got the i got the bug for dodgeball and um i lucked out and um one of the guys who i think he was running the tournament because he i think he was around the tournament he called me up um and said hey we do uh, a local uh, dodgeball league and we'd love to have you on our team to play and I was like sweet can I bring my buddies and I started playing uh, seasonal dodgeball so basically how I got my start sweet so there's a couple of things I wanted to ask um, who ran that church drop in uh, shoot from the, the beginning uh, uh, yeah was it yeah no I honestly I don't no. remember I think it was one of the church leaders Basically, it was a bunch of older guys, and then what had happened is they got all these uh, us kids. I, I say kids, you know, teenagers slash young adults to mm. start playing, and then um, all the older guys, their wives got pissed at them and told them to come home. So we kind of took over. It was kind of not really one person in charge. It was like a group of us, mm. and we kind of just kept going. Um, I think eventually I was one of the last guys to 
text everybody, say, hey, let's play Thursday night, you know, bring your friends. And then I end up, you know, replacing the balls and making sure people didn't get mad that we started breaking stuff in the church because <laughs> that <laughs> happened a few times. We, oh, we bounced imagine. around a few churches. Yeah, we bounced around a couple of churches because of broken, let's say, walls slash stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say that, wall slash stuff. Um, yeah, dodgeball wasn't very popular. Um, and as soon as they found out about us, we kind of essentially just got kicked. But we we did pretty good for the most part. So, but yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of had a hand running it for the most part. Okay, fair enough. Um, what what tournament was that where you met AAA? Uh, was it a Grand Canyon? Was I, it an MDL tour stop? If I remember correctly, I believe it was a Grand Canyon State Games slash NDL tour stop. So. If I remember, the person running it was a Grand Canyon State Games person. However, they were in collaboration with NDL. So whoever won that tournament um, got a free entry into their Vegas thing. That's why we wanted to go, because the Vegas thing was all of the rage. You know, everyone wanted to go to Vegas to win, you know, the big money and all that. So um, the ideal, you know, you the whole reason to go to that tournament was if you won, you get a free on free entry into the tournament to Vegas. And that was the whole point. Well, that was great. So <laughs> I think that's who did it. I think it was a collaboration. Okay. I don't remember who the person was who did it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I kind of want to just explain something to the international viewers uh, that we have. Um, Cause this podcast has grown since the last time you listened to it. Uh, <laughs> so cool. for everyone. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Winning an automatic bid in NDL meant that you didn't have to pay, what was it, $400, $500 per division? If I remember right, the, the first year that I registered, it was $220 for one division, and then each additional division after that was 60 Okay, so my math was way off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it went up. No, it definitely went up, though. As okay, the years it went go. on, it went up. Yeah, they, oh, okay. he, so, he changed it quite a few times. It was individual, then it was team, then it was individual again, and then it went back to team because stuff <laughs> that I won't go into. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, pretty much if you won in, was it Grand Canyon or in the East Coast, it was Mercer Madness uh, or just any other tour stop that I'm probably forgetting at the moment. If you won that, you didn't have to deal with the financial you know, am I paying for a team? If I'm playing for a player, you know, you, you just went, you had a bid and you wanted to have that bid. If you wanted to go to Vegas, um, Chad being from high school, I don't think he could really enjoy Vegas as much as he probably could now, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> nope. I'm, let, I'm just letting the viewers know. I'm just going to crack jokes on you randomly. <laughs> but no, free, man. It's all good. We're that's cool. We're cool. That's part of dodgeball, man. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. It was a major staple in, in the dodgeball community for about six years. I want to say the last NDL I heard of was 2012. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's I think that's accurate. Okay, so if, if you want yeah. to call it the last one, <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. Thanks. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's I, all I good. Definitely, I I I will say this: NDL was an amazing thing that propelled dodgeball to where it was to where it is today i don't know where it would be if if, i don't know where i I don't know if i would be the player i'd be today if i didn't have it um that was my first ndl was my first like if you can say it world 
premiere of playing tournaments. So, and yeah. that, again, also thanks to Steve for that, too. Oh, he, he brought you out to NDL? Yes, he did. I was on Team Evil, believe it or not. Me and my really? Buddy. Yep. He, I don't remember <laughs> which year it was. I look like a kid, though. Um, <laughs> so it was a long time ago. But yeah, me and my buddy, I, I don't went to Vegas. And I think my buddy just wanted to go to Vegas, but he also played with him. And I remember wearing the jersey. So we were on the team, for sure. I don't think we did that well, though. <laughs> that was um, the whole point. We went to Vegas. <laughs> right. Hey, you've been a part of a lot of staple teams throughout the competitive community. Um, you've been a part of Team Evil. Uh, I want to say you, you collabed with Riot slash Arsenal for the throwdown. Uh, you played on, you won a national title with Rise. Um, yes. I'm missing a few, I'm sure. <laughs> Any uh, other teams there, that you there's, like to... there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, uh, I was on Headhunters. I was on, uh, I'm trying to think like teams that I was on more than just like a one shot tournament. Like I, I, I love playing with Riot and Arsenal. Um, that was just that one tournament because it was on the East Coast and they were having trouble getting their whole team out. But I, it was a, just an honor to play with those teams and it was just so much fun. Um, but I can't, I mean, we, I played competitively. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Stuvo. I mean, that was, I remember, I remember yeah. Yep. I played like with those guys. Yep. I played. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I got the reputation on my Renegades team. So i naturally, you know, I mean, when we played them, um, in our Phoenix dodgeball league, I mean, we definitely butt heads a ton and. I mean, we never got into it, but they definitely recognized the fact that, hey, you know, he plays like us. We need to take him with us to <laughs> national circuit to kick some mud. <laughs> really? So that was definitely, we were definitely on the same wavelength for sure. And it was fun to play with those guys. And they, again, another one of my favorite jerseys was, uh, I don't know how the guy got away with the copyright infringement, but the the Blanca from uh, Street Fighter was their, their first one that I love. I mean, they had some <laughs> other jerseys too that were pretty fun, but that was my favorite and I still have it. Oh, do you? Heck yeah. I keep all my jerseys, man. Sweet. Um, oh, no, I'm the same way. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, yeah, Stuvo, for, every, for everyone, you know, who doesn't know, doesn't remember, they were pretty much like a family team. It was like a bunch of, like, brothers and cousins, yep. right? And yeah, they all looked uh, like they were linebackers. Yeah, basically. They're a <laughs> team, of, uh, team of guys you don't want to run into in a dark alley on the way home. <laughs> well, Big guys. <laughs> Yeah. Big guys. And yet, Big guys. All of them. <laughs> and yet, you know, you still know what? They, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they all had they all had arms, and you know what? The, the craziest thing is, they all had bellies like me. So you couldn't just just try to throw it straight at them because it would catch. But yeah, um, the shout out to Daniel Dominguez if he's listening. He's a great guy. His brother, um, Eb. <laughs> Uh, and then his wife Stephanie, they're they're basically like you know they're they're so good friends, friends and family now. It's just it's when you're on a team, you kind of just bond with people, and that's just how it is. So yeah. great, great uh, guys. Did you ever play with Seven Deadly Sins? Uh no. I mean, hmm? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever I ever played with them like actually in a tournament with them. 
I might have played with them in a social tournament or a social okay. like like aspect or a season play, but I don't I don't think so. No. But what those about guys are Ravagers? Too. I, what about what? Ravengers. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Oh, okay. Um, what about? I think there's a bunch of acronyms. Uh, Dilligaf. You ever play with those? Yeah. Guys? Oh, that was my team. Oh, that was your team. <laughs> well, are we still? Are we thinking about the same Dilligaf though? Because Dilligaf was uh, a Phoenix Dodgeball Koa team that I that I captained. Yeah, the, so the team you, that went undefeated for like a year, I think, right? Uh, Maybe longer. Uh, eight seasons. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, dude. It was about eight seasons. I don't think anybody liked this. Oh, um, okay. So it went yeah. from it went from there was it was it's called AZ Dodgeball League, and it was that was like a social league, mm-hmm. and then Phoenix Dodgeball was more of a competitive league, and um, one of the staples between the two leagues that were kind of weird, um, if you kind of look at the history a little bit, is that there was a team in. AZ Dodgeball that went undefeated for three seasons and the person in charge broke them up, which was fair because it's a social um, league. So they weren't always winning every season, you know? So we broke that team up and in the competitive side, we didn't, they didn't do that. They just said, Hey, if you win, keep winning. Good job. And that's what we did. (laughs) So um, yeah, we went, we went, I think eight seasons, um, and I took a couple of my guys from Renegades over and big, big, huge shout outs to the, to the ladies that played with us, Kate Evans and Sarah Moravitz. I mean, she's, I think there was at least two or three tournaments that they sing like those tournaments. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went, gosh, man, so many people hated us. We went, I'm pretty sure it was eight seasons. I'll have to go back and check my medals, but um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was eight seasons. And then the last ninth season was, I feel like we phoned it in, but we lost, but it was like whatever. Um, towards I mean, the I've, tail I've, end of, <laughs> towards the tail end of Phoenix ending. So, uh, but yeah, love that. Yeah, because I remember um, this was back in 2011, like around around the time I started. I started YouTubing all the types of dodgeball here and there, and then Phoenix was uh, it popped up because you guys always had like uh, weekly um, matches on YouTube. Oh, and it was, yeah, I remember that. Those were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just and obviously looking at the footage now, I couldn't really recognize any of the faces. You know, technology, HD, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I didn't know you were on that team. Yep, that <laughs> I didn't know me. you were on that team. <laughs> that yeah, makes that was my um, yeah. That was I. It wasn't. I didn't start it. Um, I kind of again, kind of like just took over over the years. Um, I think it was Sarah Moravitz and I can't remember who else it was, but um, yeah, they started the team and. We just kept going, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if maybe I need to censor this. What did Dillagap stood for? Stand for? The, well, I mean, it, does it look like I give a? Okay. So, never mind. Um, <laughs> anytime, anytime, <laughs> anyone kind of got mad at us, yelled at us, got pissed at us, whined at us, yelled at us, whatever. We were just like Dillagap. <laughs> Dillagap was, was a response and it, what was great is it just made other people even more fired up, angry, whatever and I think there was one tournament 
where the entire gym had stayed to root against us. And oddly enough, it fueled us to play better. <laughs> we just we just used it because that was our staple as a team was Dilligath. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I love, I love that acronym breakdown. I'm glad you stopped yourself. I, I'm glad you stopped yourself because I pretty much figured out where that was going to go. Um, but I... <laughs> But I also wanted to point out um, something you just mentioned right now, and I caught on to it. So you said a lot of people like and you know would stay just to watch you guys lose. It kind of reminds me of whenever Rise would show up for an Arizona tournament, and you know they would take your medals essentially. Um, oh, was it the same God, kind of yes. vibe for them? Like, did you oh, feel like you were the Rise of Arizona, um, having that kind of vibe for Dillagaff? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you you always you. I mean, people want to root for the underdog. People don't want to see the undefeated team win. I think there was one season where I don't think we lost a single match. Um, yeah, it, it was it it was essentially very much so when Rise came to Grand Canyon State games. Oh man, Arizona hated that so much. <laughs> California, okay. California. You guys, California made Arizona better just by pissing us off. I'm, mm. I mean, I'll say that in the nicest way possible, but essentially that's what happened. I'm pretty sure that's how the, the Phoenix League started, was we would go to NDL or Grand Canyon State Games and um, Rise or Doom or what's – I can't remember. There was another – Cali team was just would – Wipe the floor with us. There was like three no, Cali teams. There was there was Syndicate, and if you're talking about the Syndicates. women's side, oh, Syndicate would kick the crap of, crap out of <laughs> us too, and hey. and it was just kind of just sad. <laughs> Football for Arizona, for Arizona. So yeah, yeah, not so much for me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I love uh, the competition. But uh, yeah, if you heard the last episode of Brian Armand, um, I, I, I called it respectful but resentful. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much so. You, yeah, so like you, you guys respected Rise, you guys respected, you know, California-based teams, but there was a sense of a resentfulness. Like they're just coming in in Arizona and taking our medals away. There's something Basically. about that. that yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just funny how you kind of like follow the theme of what we talked about last week, and um, whether you knew it or not, it, I guess it's synonymous across the board when it comes to Arizona. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it was. To the point where I basically, at the time I was playing for Renegades, um, uh, we I basically practiced and trained my team to just beat Rise. Nobody else. We didn't care about anyone else. And, I mean, I don't even know, but I, I'm pretty sure we were the first Arizona team to actually beat them. I, I don't – I know it, Rampage was the first to win Grand Canyon, and that's fine. But I think that's who beat us. But I can't remember. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'll have to look at photos. But yeah. I, I think that's what happened. I was so fixated on their play style and how difficult it was to overcome. I mean, it's just the years and the practice and, and the training that they go through that, I mean, granted, back in the day, we were young and impatient. And <laughs> we didn't have – well, imagine Elite has ball count, right? You have 10, 10 seconds and you have yeah. – um, the, the burden ball, correct? So, right. 
Grand Canyon didn't have that. We had, we back that far, we had start still. All the balls were open. Yeah. Um, Tim, Jim, and Serge were the fastest people on those courts. No one, I had one guy who could beat, I think it was Tim. And we usually would get two balls and that was it. And I think that was the big thing for Grand Canyon and why they did so well is ball control. And then there was no counting. So they just waited. I mean, they waited all day and I mean, young kids just got impatient. We just like got pissed and threw the ball away like dummies and they <laughs> had the control. So, um, yeah, my team trained and we, we just wanted to beat them and we did. And it was a hard, hard battle and we, we beat them. And then we got our butts wiped on the floor with rampage, <laughs> which was fine. It was an Arizona team. So, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Skipping that. Let's go back to the, to, to the prior. How did it feel? How did that gym react? Because I can imagine if if Rise has sort of a, what I call a respectful but resentful vibe to them in that sense. How did the gym react when they finally lost? How did it How did it feel like when it was when, when that I last mean, ball was hit? Like when that last ball was hit, the whistle blew. You knew it was over. How did the crowd react? How big was the crowd? It, how, there was a. It was a pretty big crowd. I mean, there was quite a few people that were kind of fixated on the game. And they, I mean, I think we, I think we went, yeah, we went like the full match, all three games. And it was just, it was huge. It was, it was, it came down to the wire. I think it was came on down like a two on two or something like that. And gosh, man, it's been so long. I can't tell you the details, but it was, it was a pretty big blow up that, I mean, after all that time, like, yeah, we got one. (laughs) So people, people were pretty ecstatic. I think there was more of a, of a, it was more of a bigger congratulations for, for Rampage and doing first place because of the simple fact that even though we beat Rise, people still didn't like my team. <laughs> so they were more happy that – I think there was more of a reaction when Rampage won than when we won, if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, um, we, we weren't very, we weren't a very popular team in Arizona, and we didn't really make friends, and that's kind of how we liked it and how we – basically did our strategy but um yeah i think there was more of a reaction when rampage won than when we beat rise but there still was very much yay arizona takes the gold (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was a long long weighted tournament win for sure nice okay so um let's kind of go into what what was your first elite and how is that how was that like do you remember what your first round was? I, I honestly trying to think because I wasn't there for the invitational. No, you weren't. Um, I honestly can't tell you. I don't think I played in elite until after my shoulder surgery. So I think it was in Arizona and gosh, I want to say it was like the second season they were out. Maybe round two of Arizona. Back when they started the rounds, I, I I think so. Throwdown wasn't elite, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Oh, was it? First... So okay, so yeah. it would have been throwdown. It would have okay. been throwdown then. Throwdown yeah. was my first elite. Because throwdown was used as kind of like a blueprint for what nationals could be, if if you know gotcha. nationals was yeah. At least that's yeah, what I can so, remember. Yep. So throwdown was my first, and now I play with Riot um, slash Arsenal because they combine their teams. 
still one of the cleanest jerseys in history for for sure. <laughs> I just it. Remember, I love it. I wear it all the time. <laughs> you can still fit in it. That one, yes. <laughs> that one, yes. <laughs> that one, I I was uh, I got it a little bit later. Elite was when I got a little bit bigger. Um, um, <laughs> mainly my shoulders. My my renegade ones, I don't fit. Um, there's a rise one that's the, my first rise jersey that I got was luckily for me stretchy. So it, you can see everything on me when I wear it, but it still fits. So, and I still wear it. Still so fits. I just have to be sucked in the entire time. So I look good. But. <laughs> I that's, love that's, that's about it though. <laughs> yeah. I love just taking jabs whenever I see them. Um, no, that's yeah, fine. I, it's all cool. I mean, you take jabs at me all the time. So um, oh, very much so. <laughs> just letting the viewers know. Yeah, I remember watching some throwdown clips and just like, yeah, I'm not going to say who it was, but you went into an insane, I want to say 10-minute 1v1. Uh, and, dude, oh, yeah. I knew you were going to trigger that. <laughs> oh, so many people gave me crap for it. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't have played, I shouldn't have, for one, I shouldn't have played the tournament. I, I, I was still recovering with a shoulder surgery and me being dumb. It's like, okay, I'll play. So I want to say my arm was probably around 50, 60%. Yeah, it didn't um, look like it. It was bad. But I was playing and I told myself, don't kill myself. And I know who you're talking about and I won't, I won't say the name either. But um, yeah, that match went on for a long time and I will never live it down. Uh, Casey will never let me live it down. <laughs> he'll be, he'll always make fun of me for it. Um, I mean, I look at that, and when you mentioned you had shoulder surgery, I didn't notice that. You still had the same whip from what it looked like, same velocity. Yeah, no, I it was it was very much lacking for sure. My by the end of that match, uh, I I couldn't. I I was pretty I was pretty numb. I was pretty numb, and I don't. I think I took the next two matches and kind of didn't even really throw. And I might have actually started. Steve actually started t telling me, and he started teaching me how to switch hit. And I started using my right. Actually, I think that's exactly when I, I switched over to my right arm. I've never seen that. you throw right-handed. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely a horrible, horrible throw. But I actually got um, pretty accurate with it um, within like ten feet. <laughs> Within within ten feet, okay. That within kind of ten feet, I got pretty accurate with it. I wasn't powerful, but I was accurate for sure. But yeah, Sorry. I started training that. That sounds like me if I throw a lefty, like from ten feet, I'm pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Give me a wider target, it's just it's just not gonna work. I'm gonna hit somebody else in court fifteen, and I'm on court ten. Like it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> it's just a wide shot <laughs> outside of the box. <sighs> That's oh, another man. Like, and this is the funny thing, at least with me, when it comes to baseball, I can hit, I can switch it. I can hit left and right. But when it comes to throwing, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I it's can't. I, I got good for a little bit um, just because I didn't have any other choice but to use my right. Um, mm. Because, like I said, after that, after that long match, um, it'll never, ever live down. <laughs> I mean, um, I had to use my right. No, that, that's fair. I didn't realize you had uh, shoulder surgery at that point um, because to me, it just it still looked like regular chat. Like, okay, he's about to light this kid oh, that's up. That's good. I, I wish. <laughs> you know what? I, I 
kicked myself and kind of wished, man, if I ever ran into that kind of scenario again, that it wouldn't be a competition. Oh, no, for sure. But it's never going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but the weird thing about it is that I, I was, my stubbornness is what beat me, not the fact that I lost, is the fact that apparently he stepped out like three times and I kept telling him, no, just let him keep playing like a dummy. So I wanted to throw him out. I wanted to throw him out. And that was why, that's why I won't ever live it down in case he was like, he'll make fun of me every time because he was out of bounds. Like Casey Moses. Yes. Cause he was watching the whole time. He's like, you're dumb. I'm like, what is like, he stepped out three times. Why did you keep letting him play? I'm like, I did the refs not call it or no he did i they did i told him to let him keep playing i said no oh. let's go. i wanted i wanted it i wanted it you know me man uh, i wanted yeah. it so bad because the entire like night before and the entire like round robin the dude was talking so much smack on how i mean it, it was were you at throwdown i can't remember i'm so sorry <laughs> no 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 i wasn't there but like uh, I, I was talking to a bunch of people who were there and they told me that you got into an insane 10, 15 yeah. minute one V one, but they didn't tell me that he had hopped out of bounds. He they just touched the that, tarp once and then he stepped out of the bounds twice. And nor did the they rest called him out. Nor did they tell him what? No, nor did they tell me that um, he was talking. Was he talking trash to you or just in general? To me, to me specifically. <laughs> Wow. Because um, I guess he was he watched some videos and he's, he's seen some stuff and he was, I mean, there was a, like a little bit of a rivalry, you know, West versus East. And I mean, this was the tournament. Thank you, Mark, for saying, well, let's let's settle this then. And we did. I mean, I didn't, but the West Coast for, for sure did. Um, and that night before and that round robin was all kind of just talk 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 and i remember kind of just laughing at him because it was so funny how he was talking and i've i've heard guys talk before and i'm granted i mean i've been surprised and there's been really good players before and then and, and, you know respect to, to people who do that but most of the time when i hear someone talk too much that means that that's just it they're just talking right there's no there's no greater satisfaction for me and this is all one of the only few sports you can do it in besides football is to take a ball and especially an elite and just space match somebody and say, Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately I couldn't do that. And I, I just wanted to so badly. And I, I, the reason why I kept letting him play is I knew that there was no way I would have been able to do it any other time, you know? Mm. So, but it was fun. No, it was great. I mean, it was a great match. So it was one of those yeah. things that you will always remember and make fun of Chad for. <laughs> Okay, to be no. fair, I, I mean, now I would make fun of you for it because I know a little more detail now than I did back then. Yes, but for sure. Looking back, I was I'm just sure. like... <laughs> I'm sure it was a good match to watch, for sure. Oh, he yeah. actually sent me, um, he sent me a screenshot of it because he suicided me at the end and got me, and I was like, I was, I'm the worst at suicides. Like, I, I, you can pretty much guarantee if I don't have a ball and you suicide me, I'm going to get hit. I'm, if you're, you know, There's no way I'm going to avoid that. But, um, yeah, he screenshotted him mid-flight because um, I think someone recorded it. And he sent it to me about a week later. And I'm like, dang it, son of a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it was like, good job, man. I mean, there's nothing you can say. It was a great match. So 
Yeah, it was. It definitely it was. was. Um, so, so um, before we continue on with your like competitive career, because it's very extensive, um, <laughs> let's talk about your sports background. So you said you played football. Did you play any other sports growing up? Um, not, I mean, not really. I mean, I played, but nothing like in high school or anything like that. I played softball. I played basketball just for fun. Um, I mean, yeah, just ultimate Frisbee. I I did that for a while after high school. Um, It's it's funny you mentioned that Pyan actually started, um, apparently that's how he, he started playing ultimate Frisbee before dodgeball. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And and neither did I. Yeah, Ultimate Frisbee is a great cardio. <laughs> you are not. Um, <laughs> yes. I played I played one season for cuz uh, in their league and basically in order to do well, you just it's like soccer, you just have to keep running in circles. It's legitimately that. You run in yeah. circles. Um they have plays, they have different strategies, they have different things that you can do. And it's lots of fun. Um, I used to do it every Tuesday for years, um, but it was like pickup games. You know, we just did it for fun. And um, me and my buddies, we ran a lot, but for the most part, we just, uh, there's a thing called handlers and they just throw. I was really good at just throwing it deep, you know, and we'd have people run for us. (laughs) That's basically what happened. I would slowly (laughs) jog. Slowly (laughs) jog. Yep. Yo, oh, man. Make, the, make it float a little bit that way you don't have to run as fast but yeah it was fun um that those are basically my sports that i would play it would be frisbee football and dodgeball so um i'll play i played racquetball in college with a buddy just for fun here and there um that's also great cardio and we we still kind of play a little bit here and there now but nothing nothing uh team sport wise nothing league or very competitive like in high school or anything like that hmm so. so from Throwdown, um, you hopped on Rise. Is that correct? From Throwdown, I believe so. So yes, how did I it feel? How did it feel like? I uh, jumped on Rise. How did it feel well, I like? I, I think I played. I think I played with Rise before Throwdown. Really? We played. Yeah, I think we played NDL. I can't remember. I might have played before that. It might have been off. After, yeah. It might have been both. It might have been both. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I think I think what they did is they, they kind of grabbed me for a tournament to see how, how it would work. And it wasn't like um, a competitive tournament. It was like, just kind of like a random, like Grand Canyon or like Super Dodge Bowl or something. It was one of the tournaments that was just kind of random. And I played then. And then they, co- they told me, well, we'll see how things work out. And then I jumped on after Throwdown for NDL. And I think we just smashed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I think we went to NDL and I think we, we swept every division. I think that's what we did, except for one. I think there was one that they got, we got second. So, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, NDL was a lot like um, Grand Canyon. For the longest time, I would take teams or I would be on teams, and we'd only get second or third, never first. And so when I went with Rise to get that first place, felt amazing. So, and it was just I mean, an honor to be playing with them. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're the longest running competitive team in the States. Uh, 
they also uh, like Dilagaf are respectfully resented <laughs> for their for their success. <laughs> so it seems to be a thing with you in that in that regard. Well, whether you play with Dilagaf, even Renegades, or even Rise, like there's a sense of you always like to be respected but resented. Yes, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone kind of goes in thinking, "Oh man, I hope I." And respected and resented but you know that's better than most what i i got from people who i played against most most teams that i you know we ended up leaving the court from were would probably think man that guy's an a-hole <laughs> i never thought of it that way um yeah any, anytime, anytime i played against you and it it's sadly been only a handful of times i always like i i'm glad for me, and maybe it's just because maybe it's just, just me. I'm wired wrong. I don't know. I like it when people can get a little testy, and at least at least for me, in my perspective, you never took it too far. Yeah. Um, I always was like, okay, all right, cool. I mean, <laughs> I sometimes would say you have like a because I used to play football too. Like, um, you had like a punchable face. Oh, cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like, I don't like, think there's a better analogy. That is exactly what it is. That's exactly like, what it is. <laughs> like, not only does this guy talk a lot, I just want to hit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to hit this guy and then grab some PBR after. Like, because exactly. at least awesome. with me, like I said, you never took it too far. You never said anything out of bounds with me. And I, I like to think I just took it and ran with it. Um, I think one one tournament the entire time I just call it, I kept calling you uh, Fisk Wilson Fisk, and uh, <laughs> it was around the time when the Daredevil Netflix series came out, and you kind of yeah. looked like uh, the Kingpin. <laughs> so I'm like, on the one hand, that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but on the other, it's, or it, it, it's backhanded, but it's complimentary because you don't want to test how, Chad. <laughs> how dare you? I have lots of hair. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I think I mean I think I remember that a little bit because I, I was like, what the heck? And and anytime I think that was like one of the best strategies, people who truly knew me on the court, if they can get a rise out of me, like no pun intended, but to get like a, a you know, a funny joke going and get me to laugh, I'm done. I don't think I could play serious anymore because I had to use my edge to play well. You know, you have to be off kilt just a just a little bit. Just a little but, bit. You know, someone who's calling me Wilson Fist, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those are my favorite games. When I'm laughing hysterically, you know I'm having fun. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. That is the best game I'm having right then and there. It's the well, best it's funny because the last time we played, um, I, I, I remember you like, you kept targeting me. It was almost like every rise play was you just kind of targeting me. And it was, was the freaking shit. brainchild of that team, dude. If I let you do your own thing, dude, you would dismantle me. I, there was a few games or I, there was like one or two matches. I don't remember when or what happened, but I specifically remember you get you get a, a strategy going and you pick off like my counter guys or my my thrower guys or my catching guys, and then it would be just me against your whole team. And yeah, I mean, I think that's what I ended up doing. Is as I tell people, if we don't take Sergio out, he's going to dismantle us. You give give you enough time, you, you're like Batman. Give you enough time, you're gonna figure out how to take us down. That's all Wait, you did, need is time. Did you just call me Batman? <laughs> if you're Batman, yeah. if you yeah. give Batman enough time, he can take anyone out. It doesn't matter who it is. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, that might be some high praise. I'm just trying to give you get a no, no, no. <laughs> Well, no, that, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but no, I just you remember the last weaknesses. <laughs> the the last time we played against each other, you took over Tyler Greer's spot on Rise because I think he had back surgery. Yes. So okay. that was the that was the second San Diego. time I played with Rise. Yes. Yeah, we played in San Diego. And I literally found out that day that he had back surgery because I saw you and I'm like, I went like <laughs> hugged you up and everything. <laughs> I went up to hug you and everything. And it was like, I remember asking where Tyler was and Tim, like Batman, just appeared out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, he, he, he got hurt. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. <laughs> and I just remember the first, maybe the first two or three play calls from Rise Jim was on one corner, Tim was on the other, and you were like kind of like in the middle. And you guys would huddle. The first ball you would throw, I'd jump over. And I remember shouting from across the court, the younger Chad would have hit me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, dude, that was my first turn and back in like a little while, okay? Give me, some, give me some slack. I know, but after the third time I said it, after your third miss, Tim started laughing. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I got so much crap for that. I was like, Tim. Tim actually after that game was like, it, it, you know you're doing bad when Sergio's making fun of you, right? He's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, I'm not cutting this in post. We're keeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was fun. I. I did awful that tournament. I felt like the worst player in the world in that tournament coming back playing with Rice. But it took a little while to get back into the the flow with because their team is very, very specific in how you need to play, and it, it's kind of hard to get a, get a rhythm going. So definitely, it's not my bread and butter as far as what I normally do as a player on the court. So. That's fair. Um, Take full advantage no, that, of that all you want. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, years later, I'm still taking advantage of it. Um, <laughs> so you played with Rise. You uh, well, you hopped on Rise. You win the national title in Minnesota. How did that feel for you? How, how was that vibe of, okay, you hopped on really late in the season, probably not expecting to play at all this season, and you end up winning the national title. Uh, how did that yes, feel for you? Um, Oh, it was probably the most amazing thing. The second most amazing thing that happened to me that year was just ecstatic. I had such an euphoria of there was so one of the two things that I really wanted to do before. I mean, I'm not exiting, but I wanted to um, get a actual win off of doom and even not being on rise. I mean, I was playing with some other teams and, and we were, we were close a few games, a few tournaments, a few matches, you know, and, and they just, you know, doom, they're just that good of a team. So fast, so quick, so accurate. And to be able to not only play on a team that I was with beforehand and pull me from the middle of the year, figure out a, you know, a team dynamic, get together and actually mesh and to beat them was just amazing. Just just fantastic. So was it so much just you wanted to beat Doom or more so you wanted to beat Doom and then the national title just happened to be what I was just, on the line? I think it was even sweeter. 
I love those guys. I, I love I love Nate. I love Vince. Those guys are great. They're great players. Um, fantastic team. Um, but if I if I remember, I know Rise has always been the staple of you know they they have a lot of wins and they're always the team to beat. In my opinion, I think it was always Doom, and because Doom had quite a an amazing run of wins and just they just smashed people. They just had that. I mean, it, with Rise, you had it was kind of a different dynamic. You know, you could you could like kind of etch away at the stone block of Rise, but Doom, it was like a freight train just coming out of nowhere. So, um, and and when you get there was a few there was a few years, a few tournaments that we were just kind of really close at knocking them out to losers bracket or or winning, and we we lose by inches. You know, we lose by a catch, we lose by stepping out of bounds, something stupid, and. It was just that much more that not only did we win the nationals, but we also, uh, you know, beat them in such an amazing match was just perfect for me. I loved it. <laughs> well, the way it retired right then. <laughs> well, the, the way I, the way I, I look at it, um, rise was like generation one. They started in 2006 and still going now. Um, they won a lot of NDLs. They won a lot of um, Grand Canyon games. I'm sorry for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> most of mo- most of them. Um, it's okay. Most of them. <laughs> most I think, of them. I think Rise recognized Arizona, um, and that's why they incorporated like me and Brian and Allen and you know Chris, Chris Arizona players because of is because of them. You know, is is cause and effect. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, and then you have into the 2010s, you know, you kind of see Doom kind of nipping at the heels and then eventually just overtaking them as far as uh, championships and accolades go. And yeah. in this past yeah. decade, you would I would say that Doom was more social media heavy in that sense. Um, they've been featured on ESPN, uh, I think Wall Street Journal at one point. So, yeah. Gosh, I, yeah. I, They've been on TV. They've been doing. Did they do some kind of like social event or something? <laughs> they, they've been out there. Uh, they also got an award from the city of Covina out here in California. Oh, crap, that's cool. Yeah, so it, I, awesome. I see like I see the rise of <laughs> the rise of doom. So to speak. <laughs> the rise of the rise of everyone's doom. Yes, very much. No, so. <laughs> I, I see. I see that as like that coincides with dodgeball. Like if. If Rise were to do what Doom did in this era or, or in this decade, they, they would have they would have they would be more featured, more prominently at least on the media landscape. I feel like that's the one thing people um, might not know about Rise is just they don't get media coverage in some way. Yeah, like any- um, yeah, I don't. I agree. <laughs> but they deserve it, though. They deserve it, and they're they're a bunch of great guys. Solid yeah, I, I tried. I tried posting a bunch of videos uh, uh, for our, our matches that we played, and uh, they like to keep most of their stuff close to the chest. And I think that's mainly why – I mean, I don't know about the social media aspect so, because I've never gotten to that either. <laughs> I'm, I don't have a huge presence for that mindset. So, But yeah, I, I have no idea what goes on in San Diego. That's, that's going to be on there, and for sure. I'm just the Arizona guy that – um so who are your role models um in and out of dodgeball 
Oh man, role models. Um, I know Steve's gonna hate me, but I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say it's Steve. Um, Team Evil was the team. I I was the only person from that very first tournament, one of the very first only people to wait. Um, I mean, we all know how long tournaments last. Grand Canyons were no difference. They lasted long sometimes. Um, and I'm, I think Team Evil played AAA um, that very first tournament I played. And I, I stayed and helped them shag before I knew mm. it was even called shagging. And watched them play. Um, I, I believe they ended up losing. But I, I sat there and I talked to Steve afterward and told him how much of a good job it did. And I don't think he even remembered this, but... Um, <laughs> They played really good. Um, and then for him to come back and uh, bring me to my first NDL, which is, you know, the first world nationals, whatever you want to call it, circuit of dodgeball, was a great honor and even more so of a, a kick in the butt to play better. Um, he will always say this, and he's always – he said it before, and he'll say it again. Um, I'm his can to his Ryu, and <laughs> we will always make each other better um and i think that's one of the things that um that has helped me become better is is seeing him as a a player as a a rival for sure mm. so um yeah for sure you definitely earned bonus points for that street fighter reference um <laughs> <laughs> that's right and, and now was actually we'll dive into that uh, in the crowdsource questions in a bit um <laughs> anyone else in dodgeball or out of dodgeball uh you know, there's there's been plenty of people who've uh, been great um, leaders in dodgeball. Out of dodgeball, uh, uh, no, not really. <laughs> as far as dodgeball is concerned, I mean, it, they're pretty complete separate entities. Mm. Um, the one of the guys who helped found Phoenix Dodgeball, um, Michael Carrington, um, one of the old old older ogs um yeah. he re he recruited me for league so pre ndl um with steve recruited me he recruited me for the leagues and i started playing with him and we won a few seasons um and so he got me essentially into it it was great for him and he was a great player too um man who else there's there's a lot of people pretty much every one or anyone that i ever played with um Mark's a great one just because of his, you know, aspect and his, his view on dodgeball for sure. Um, and just trying to keep it alive and keep it vibrant, keep it going. Um, I know elite's dead, but without elite, we not would have had, I, I believe in my opinion, elite has been the best league there has ever been on a competitive national circuit. Agreed. Um, so, and, and unfortunately it'll, you know, never be more than that. Um, and I know the reason why Mark knows the reason why Steve knows the reason why. <laughs> so, um, it's great that he did what he did for as long as he did. And I, I very much thank him for that. And the good times, the friends that I made and the bruises that I've had is because of him. So thanks, Mark. <laughs> thanks for the broken body and all the laughs. <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Uh, I don't know why, but that broken body comment reminded me of pain that I'm feeling now. Uh, thank you, you jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Eh, well, <laughs> you only live once. You might as well live exactly. great. Um, there you go. <laughs> so 
now that you, now I'm gonna before I ask like what you're actually you know what I'll I'll ask this now. Um, any memories with Steve that uh, stand out to you, whether they be funny, <laughs> whether they be endearing, maybe something random that maybe only meant something to you. Just any memories that come to mind that you'd like to shout out. So there's been a few of them, and I think there's there's three specific that well there's been more than a few. There's been many. Um, if he hadn't lived in Tucson for as long as he did, we would have hung out a lot more. And unfortunately, sorry, Steve, I'm not driving two hours to come see you. <laughs> um, one of the tournaments, and this is one of the very first tournaments where we faced off, um, and he will remember because this is his throwdown story for my own sake. Um, I don't think it was Grand Canyon State Games. I think it was just a random like charity tournament or something. Um, we were not opposing teams and we were the last two and it was just like them throw down our duel lasted. I, I want to say half an hour, 25 minutes had to wow. be. And we, I mean, it was, that's where our rivalry started essentially. And we, neither one of us refused to quit. And I mean, we didn't do that BS where we rolled balls to each other. We legitimately were trying to throw the other out. We weren't trying to catch. We weren't trying. I mean, we dodged, throw, dodge, throw. And there was a time clock, so we couldn't stop. We were basically just slugging it out round after round. And I will forever remember this, and so will Steve, because I ended up winning because he stepped over the center line. No. <laughs> yes. And I, I, when he did that, and the ref called him out. I looked at him like, are you kidding me? I think I said, are you effing kidding me? And I was so <laughs> angry at him because we had spent all of that time and effort playing that game. And it was all for now. It was all for nothing. <laughs> oh, and he God. will never forget about it. And so from that day on, whenever we get the chance to try to play each other, we try to, you know, make the duels count. And we've had some amazing ones. And but that one will forever stick out in his memory as the holy crap! I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, and I give him, and like you said, I give him crap every chance I get. You know, and I think that every time we duel, the first thing I say is like, make sure you don't step over the line, <laughs> don't step out of bounds. Oh. Uh, yep. Um, every time. Okay. Next one. Um. So the next one. This is the recent one. We we played league in. And our teams were, were set to play um, one of the weeks. And I had messaged him and his team, both of our group threads, saying, Steve and I have a bitter rivalry. It would be nice if you guys all just stepped out of bounds and let us play. And whoever wins that match wins the match. Well, apparently, everyone had agreed to this except for Steve. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah. So okay. I thought we were gonna we were gonna do at least one game, and I think it was gonna be the first one. My team was on board. Um, now they didn't step out. We kind of just it was more along the lines of we just ignored them, they ignored us, kind of thing. And okay. We systematically took each other's team out. Well, I my team's done. I'm like the last one on the court. Steve's got two people on his court, and I kind of like try to like wave my hand to you know say hey, leave me alone. I'm gonna try to get your teammates out. He wouldn't let me. He said, this is too important. We need to win this match. I'm like, are you kidding me? Steve said that or the teammate? <laughs> yeah, after the after the match. After the match is over. His teammates, I mean, they were like, we're not going to, like, walk out. 
but if you get us out, you don't get us out. So, I mean, I could definitely do that. But with Steve constantly keying off on on me, it was very difficult to do. Um, and it was just kind of funny because after the game was over, I think they ended up winning the match. And he said, he said, Chad, as much as I wanted to 1v1 you, uh, the match was more important. My team mattered more. I'm like, that is such a load of crap. I was so mad. I was like, right. I mean, I respect that. I respect that. I, I, I respect that. I, respect that. I was that. like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Uh, is, whenever, we, whenever we get the chance, it's just every time we we duel each other, it I mean, it always lasts at least 10 minutes, and it's just so much fun. Steve right. is one of those guys I wish, I mean, yeah, that's just this one thing I always want to do is just 1v1 him all day long. <laughs> uh, for sure. So, all right. Sorry, um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a vow right now. If I do end up playing in Arizona and I land on one of you guys' teams at some point, I'm just gonna hop off. I want to see this. A one v one. I just I'm, right. I'm gonna do it once. I just want to see how it turns out. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, it's funny. Um, and and Steve and I have talked about that, and that's why we both really enjoy one v ones. Another one that we did, and he totally regrets it. He did a tournament in Tucson that we drove down for. And he did what he called it was a true I am legend slash last man standing, true last man standing, um, where it was only one V ones. However, <laughs> he did, he didn't do it like showdown with Mark, where it was kind of like a small court. It was regular size court with five balls, <laughs> two balls on each side. You start with and one ball in the middle. And as much as I enjoyed that, that thing lasted for hours. It was oh, after the norm. It, it was after the normal tournament had ended, so we already finished this tournament. And then I think we had like sixteen guys. I think it was sixteen guys, and it was fun. It was great. But I got to the point where it was six o'clock, and I wanted food more than <laughs> I cared about winning dodgeball. And I legitimately just kind of quit slash gave up slash got out. So I think I think uh, uh, Mason won that. Yeah, Mason won that. Okay. I am legend. I believe so. I could be wrong, but yeah, uh, it, it literally. I think it lasted longer than the tournament did. <laughs> Legitimately, okay. this this is going to be my plea to anyone out who's whoever doing stuff in Arizona. Can we do one more of these, and then I'll fly out there? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was it wasn't bad. It was just the fact that if you have you have, I think. You make the court smaller, probably not showdown size, and you just limit – you go back to three balls because you had five balls, and I don't think there was ever a scenario any time where someone didn't have at least one ball available. So I think that's what made it so long is that, you know, everyone kept just blocking away and was never defenseless, and you had so much room to dodge, get out of the way, whatever. And it was exhausting. I mean, honestly. But in my opinion, Steve, Steve will probably, again, agree. It was like a legitimate 1v1 in yeah. a normal situation. You know, that's how 1v1 should be. And in my and what I love doing, Steve loves doing. Because when you're finished, <laughs> that's more, you know, satisfying. Maybe just not 16 times <laughs> or 15 times. No, no, make it 32. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, the trophy he had was pretty legit too. I think he had like a legitimate trophy for it, so it was pretty cool. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. 
But I, that was one of the things I've always – that was the only thing in dodgeball I've ever wanted to win was uh, that trophy or the belt, even though last man standing in the NDO kind of got ridiculous at the end. Those belts were pretty – those belts were pretty legitimate. I mean, I, I grew up watching some WWF, and I was like, you know what? Oh. A world wrestling dodgeball last man standing belt would be pretty amazing. So – what if I what if I were to tell you I was there when Eddie Guerrero won his title at WrestleMania? Are you serious? That's pretty sweet. That's <laughs> it was awesome. the best, best high school gift I ever got. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. Uh, yeah, man, Eddie Guerrero was a great great wrestler. I I saw that and yeah, I I became more of a fan of his um, during his WWE run and. His lie, cheating, steal—that was hilarious for me. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie, though. I cried much. Very that. much. I <laughs> Very cried. Much. <laughs> oh man! I, I don't think great. the only other time I ever cried that hard was when Iron Man died in Endgame. That was <laughs> oh, <great>. No. <laughs> oh man! Literally, Dude, the. No, that, that's Spider Man's what got me, man. I was like, oh, you heard me audibly go, no. <laughs> no, catch him. No. If you cried when Spider Man died, imagine catch him. <laughs> oh, no. You were with Ketchum when you watched it? That's great. No, no, no. I'm just saying because Ketchum used to wear a Spider Man jersey. Oh, all the yeah. Time. Yeah. And for a while, he looked like Chris Bell's twin brother who threw right handed. <laughs> Did you ever? Did he ever tell you that he actually used uh, his ID because it looks so much like him? Yeah, in casinos. No, Chris oh Bell. Oh my told gosh! Me. Yeah, Chris, Chris Bell. Bell. That's <laughs> funny. Oh man. Okay, another rabbit hole. So, <laughs> I remember. I, I think this might have been the last Sin City I went to, and I think it was the last one Chris Bell went to. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember, reason. like, huh? Dumbass. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, hey, Chris, uh, we're going to go to, I think it was Aria or something. Um, we're going to go to Aria and we're going to have some dinner or whatever. And Chris Bell's like, I can't go there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's right there. It's right across. Like, me and Chris, me, we were right there. It's like a five minute walk. What are you talking about? I remember this. It's like, you I can't, you can't I can't go there. I got kicked out. How'd you get kicked out of the Aria? Catch him use my ID. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, catch him oh, use Chris Bell's ID so much that he got kicked out of um, casinos that Bell's never been to, or will ever be allowed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I'm over here gonna plan like a dodgeball dinner, and one of the people I wanted nope. to invite is not even allowed to be there. Wow. Nope. <laughs> And has never been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. <laughs> okay. Um, did you have any like pregame rituals before a tournament? Um, not not really. I mean, i i would I would do I would do my my bandanas. That was kind of a thing for me. That was your thing. Um, I had to do it just right too. And sometimes I had to get my teammate to do it for me because I was messing it bad so badly sometimes. But, um, yeah, just a specific fold. Because if you don't do it right, um, I would sweat like a beast, obviously, and that's why I wear mm. them. But um, if I don't fold it just right, it, it doesn't stay dry as long, I guess, if that mm. makes sense. No, that makes and sense. Then, 
Um, just my weird shaped head is how it would happen to be perfect. So, but I would, I would spend some time on that for sure. Um, and just kind of just make sure I get it right. And I do, I would do like three or four of them throughout for the, for the day, you know, that way I'm ready to go. So that's kind of the thing I did, but I mean, I wouldn't call it a ritual, just, just getting ready, I guess. That's fair. Um, what about, uh, any music you listen to? Oh man, I am into some punk rock. So I would have to like get like in the morning and then on the way to the gym and then a little bit before I start warming up, um, rise against, um, prayer of the refugee. I would throw some, uh, offspring in there. Sweet. Um, every now, every now and again, I'll go kind of heavy, throw some Metallica, um, or disturbed. Um, I mean, you have, I kind of got into listening to, um, let the body sit the floor. Come on. Yes. Like for That's perfect. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, once in a great while, cause we used to listen at the church when we played a uh, drop in dodgeball would be whenever mortal comment came on the entire gym would go nuts and start just throwing wild, crazy throws. The Mortal Kombat theme? The Mortal Kombat theme, yeah. Oh, exactly. my God. And it was the weirdest thing, because I would play my iPod, and I, I mean, you know me, I have some random video game music on there, and I have yeah. some random other stuff on there. Mortal Kombat was one of the random stuff I had on there, and people <laughs> just loved it for some reason. It was so weird. It's like, alright, cool. And they went nuts. <sighs> so Every now and again, I would listen to that, but um, yeah, um, anything punk, anything that has like quick, fast beat just gets me, you know, gets the blood pumping is basically what I would do. Oh man, I hear you, man. Um, when you mentioned punk rock, I was like, I got some 311, some 41, there you uh, go. on my stuff. Um, yeah, I'm showing my age people. Don't worry about it. Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, that's going back. There you go. Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> I think Rise Against, uh, Tears for Fears. Yeah a bunch of stuff on my playlist that is probably older than me at this point. Um, yes. <laughs> Been around. Right. I still have my, I still have my nineties playlist. Come on. It hasn't changed. And I've, I've added tracks, but for the most part, it hasn't changed. I still have my CDs and cons- and cassettes from gr- when I grew up. <laughs> I'm not nice. playing. I, I, I still have, I think I have the first generation iPod somewhere where you had to like roll it. It wasn't even a touchscreen. Yeah, I have one. I'm, I'm looking at it right now on my tool bench. It's connected to the old school. Still got it. Dude, those work the best. They will last all, they will last to the end of time. Oh, yeah, you could charge it once and it, you wouldn't have to charge it for like another two months. Yep. Before they realized that they would make no money selling these things. <laughs> Oh man, here. this episode's going to be for people thirty and above, and I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> Put like an age age advisory. Hey, guess what? You're not oh, going to understand some of this stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, uh, the crowdsource questions. Uh, Eli Moreno, what's your favorite thing to get from Bucky's? <laughs> The, the Bucky Beaver Nuts. <laughs> Bucky Beaver Nuts? Yeah, so there's, um, there's like, it's, I don't know what California's equivalent. Basically, it's like a, it's like a mega gas station. Imagine if a gas station could be an amusement park. Um, that's basically what it is in, okay. um, tech, along Texas's freeway. Um, it's called a Bucky's. I mean, it's like crazy big and it has these, um, 
these these um oh gosh i don't even know how to describe it they're basically like popcorn caramel um puffs i guess you could call them and okay. they're super sugary and super delicious and super amazing and they only sell them well they sell other things sort of similar but they don't sell those anywhere but buckies um mm. and that is basically what is what i pick up so i'm gonna be going i'm gonna tell her that you i'm gonna be going in november so i'm gonna be picking up a bunch <laughs> are you going to fdc uh i'm going to um houston oh, for okay. um thanksgiving <clears throat> so it, it's it, anywhere there's like five or six of them along the i-10 in texas so. okay yeah because i because i play in the south i thought you know that's all that's I thought it was a Texas thing, but when I asked him, it was like, there's Bucky's in Arizona, and Eli said no. No, nope. And, that um, would be, be sweet. Yeah, I could tell because you had a teary eye uh, response to that. Yeah. They have, um, we have QTs in Arizona. Quick yeah, trips. that's what, okay, so but it's kind of like QTs. Yes, but they're nowhere near, they're not even close to the size. Like, it's, it's so hard to describe. It's legitimately the closest thing I can compare it to is an amusement park gas station. Um, I mean, it's like a huge, gigantic store. There's like 50 gas-like stations that you can go to. Um, they sell like food, uh, they sell fudge. They have like a whole bunch of like merchandise. Um, their mascot's like a beaver with a shirt. Yeah. So you got all these beavers everywhere. Um, <laughs> it's Shout pretty cool. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty excited, yeah, right? I'm pretty excited um, to take my kids because it'll be just because there's like a bunch of toys in there and stuff too, so it'll be fun. Mm. But I'm definitely looking forward to those nuggets for sure. I'll probably buy like ten bags. <laughs> I won't eat them all. I won't eat them all. I'm just gonna store them in my house for maybe a month <laughs> and eat them. <sighs> I know. I'm. I'm. I'm bad. Yeah. But yeah thanks for thinking of me. Think of me, Eli. Appreciate it. <laughs> and um, who we call the pod father, the main host of the podcast, Steve Damon. Not not so much a question, but I love the Team Evil versus Grand Negades, Ken versus Ryu battles, and sometimes team-ups. Those were some of the best times. Thank you for that. Fun fact, I also call my unit the Renegades. That's a big form of uh, respect for Steve to name oh, his, his unit the Renegades. How yeah, does that feel? That's, that's that's thanks, Steve. That's that means a lot, man. I mean, I when I first thought of just doing a team like that, I never thought where it would go, how we would progress, and the friends that I would make. And I'm just so glad that that you know you've taken it to that kind of level. So, um, I mean, if you're listening, buddy, I appreciate it. So, oh, you know he is. You know he is. Um, <laughs> when when he mentioned uh, the Ken versus Eve, uh, Ken versus uh, Ryu, I just imagine you guys going to like some bar slash arcade and just playing street fighter alpha all night. Um, I didn't realize <laughs> have, that, that was like, huh? We have yet to do that. We should just try that. I have an arcade in my house. Steve, you're if whenever you're in town, you're more than welcome to come do a one V one me on that arcade. Yeah, that's right. You did buy an arcade, didn't you? What, what game was it? I did. Um, it originally was, um, a four player X-Men. But um, I've repurposed it to uh, like a, I think we got like twenty something thousand games on it now. Pretty much all the old school stuff on it. Oh, like if, you cool. could, if it. If it's been an arcade game, I have it basically. 
pretty much. Um, and, yeah, and I think um, I think I got like you know I got like the Segas, all the consoles up to PlayStation and sixty four generation. They oh, don't wow. work as well. Well, they don't work as well because of you know the higher graphics. But I have them. I gotta tinker with it a little bit. I gotta get a better processor chip for it to make Sweet. it run better. But I do have Street Fighter Two. I have Street Fighter Three Alpha. I have all the competitive ones, the tournament fighting modes, and all the Marvel versus Capcoms. Oh, it's I mean, on. <laughs> come and do fighting games, Steve, for sure. We'll do oh. a Ken versus Ryu. <laughs> See what oh, happens. Sure. Whoa, hell yeah. Let's make that happen. I'll bring the PBR. Um, <laughs> let's make it happen, man. Um, but yeah, the, when when I read this, uh, you guys really go way back. Um, it was just, it really just like, when I read that last part, he calls his unit the Renegades. Um, geez, like I that that shook me. I can only imagine yeah. how that makes you feel. Like you, you're what started out in the dodgeball court is being represented in fatigues. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, gosh, to me, when you call like a staple of dodgeball, one of the things that I remember when Arizona was in its infancy of stepping its first foot in the competitive dodgeball, there was Team Evil, which a lot of people know, and there was the Renegades. There was other teams, too. I'm not going to you know, try to shrink in any other team that we played, but if you played in Arizona, you, you knew those two teams, for sure. Um, one of my favorite photos, um, and I believe that was from that first, one of the first Grand Canyons that we played, was uh, a picture of the rush and every one of my teammates and one of every one of his teammates was lined up down the center. And um, that one is just a great, a great example imagery of, you know, us playing. So um, yeah. And a lot of people didn't like evil either. I don't know if Steve ever told you that. I don't think, I don't think evil was a very popular team either. Um, coming up from Tucson. I mean, it so, became popular after the fact when, when another league started, but I think originally it's, they, they were, I mean, not like a rise team, but like a, a Tucson team that came, came up, had a very interesting style of dodgeball play and then kind of just grew from there. <laughs> <laughs> so would you, so Team Evil being from Tucson, would you say Renegades was like like the Phoenix version? Yes, very much so. Okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, because to me, obviously, Arizona is like all one big thing. Like, Tucson and Phoenix don't really look that much different for me. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, I'm in Phoenix. No, sir. How Tucson. dare you compare us to Tucson, though? No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's, okay. that, that's just that's just a little of my ASU rivalry of you know saying U of A's garbage. So, yeah. but yeah, so just Steve, like, will, Steve will disagree. <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna get a message from him at an odd time of the night and be like, "Why was this aired?" <laughs> but but no, like I, I kind of okay. So for him to hold you in that regard with Team Evil, like you had to have been some kind of rival. And you had to be from yeah, Phoenix. very much so. That's what I was very thinking. Very much so. Oh very man. Much so. Um, <laughs> so we and definitely he, have... he had some great players, great players on his team. Um, uh, Shanks, uh, Mason, 
Uh, I mean, Steve, obviously, Jackie. Um, there's this kid named Jeremy. There was this kid named Andre. Gosh. And, and what got Dylan. you the most is that, yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Kobe. player. I love Dylan. Dylan is amazing. I haven't seen that guy forever either. He was cool. Um, but you just, you just, the, the uniqueness of the players is when you get on the court and you have Mason facing a different direction and backhanding behind his back, throwing a ball at you and then hitting you like accurately in the toe is like, what the hell just happened to me? And that was, that was basically Tucson. That Tucson was like, I, I have no idea what happened, but now I'm out. <laughs> I mean, now looking at it, because we're being a bunch of nerds now, um, I look at Shank as like Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Where it's like, it doesn't make sense how you do what you do, but you're doing so much damage. I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, I'm out now. What he just did made no sense. And then you're... You're sitting there wondering where he got the hammer, right? Right. I'm like, <laughs> where did the giant hammer come from? <laughs> and then, like, where'd that hammer come from? And then, if we're talking about cross platforming, he's teleporting like M. Bison, and now yeah. he he was yeah, from your so. left. Now he's at your right. I'm like, okay, well, I can't figure out reali- reality at this point. Yeah, um, you know what killed you know what killed me? What killed me and just totally messed my game up is when he did his hop skip thing, and then yes. he smiled at you. And then popped his head a little bit and, and kind of just gave you that look. I kind of just like, I, my brain was like, and then I'm just like, I was done for like five seconds and then I was out. So I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> oh my God. On? Mason made no sense. Um, yeah. But it's, I'm sure you have to be like, It's so know. much fun. <laughs> he, so he, he reminds me of Shao Kahn. You remind me yeah. of like Akuma. Because. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say why, because like you, you, you are nasty to play against. But then there would be a, a moment like a flurry where you know you have balls flying on each side or whatever, and somehow you always came out on top. And it kind of reminds me of that move where Akuma would just black out the screen. You don't know what happened, yep. but you're knocked out. <laughs> and he's still standing, exactly. And he's yep. still standing, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going out. <laughs> there's definitely been moments where I'm like. Someone would ask me after a match, and is like, "How did you even do that?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea." <laughs> it just happens. It just happens. Just go. Yeah, with it. It, it, yeah, just go with it. Uh, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we got real nerdy with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta say, or I gotta ask you the legacy question. So, I mean, you've been a part of many teams: Team Evil, mm-hmm. Dilligaf, Riot, Arsenal rise you won a national title with rise um how would you like to be remembered once you well i mean you stepped off the court for the final time but what would you hope your legacy left behind as far as people are concerned as far as you're concerned um jeez man i don't i don't even know what kind of legacy i'd like i would like to be i mean i don't know uh i mean i i like to consider myself not done playing but the way that things are going and the way that my family's growing, it's kind of hard not to be like, yeah, I'm going to be traveling like three or four times out of the year. Um, I, I think the legacy that I would like to leave is just the fact that, you know, um, dodgeball can be a thing of high competitive, high octane, high craziness. 
uh, sport and heat in the moment and, you know, a little bit of, you know, like you said, anger off kilt. And then you turn <laughs> right around, like you said, you step off the court and you start talking about Dragon Ball Z or something stupid. And you start <laughs> laughing and you're having a good time and making new friends, you know. And, and I don't think enough people do that. I think there's some teams out there that are either just – who knows? I just, I don't, I don't think they're there to make friends. I don't think they're there to have fun. I think they're just there to be pissed off or throw, <laughs> throw balls at people. But, but it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. That's how it's kind of evolved that way, you know? And I don't think there's ever been any other sport that I've been a part of where the dynamic is so, you know, large and it, you have, you have people who are into, you know, you call them back in my back when I was going to high school, I, I would always have a Super Bowl party. And I was both in the nerd group and the sport jock group. And I would invite both groups to the Super Bowl. And it was so funny. Every year it would be the same thing. You'd have one group be with the group of jocks, or you have the other group that were the group with the, you know, geeks, nerds, whatever. And that's fine. You know, no big deal. This, this is, the coolest thing is that you can be both and you can have friends in both groups and you can have people that know, you know, many different funny things or many different nerdy things or many different jockey things. And it's all cool. And just the amount of friends that I've made in the last few years um, and the people that I've remembered forever will always have that impact on me. And I hope that's, I guess that's leading in my legacy. I hope they, will have the impact I have on them um, for whatever reason, whether they liked me, didn't like me, loved me, whatever, made fun of me. <laughs> um, I know there's plenty of people who remember my my nickname back in the day, which was the Fat Jedi, and that would be cool <laughs> to be remembered too. I'm okay with that. Yes. <laughs> you you had that for your uh, Yastuval jersey, yeah. I, be- I believe. Fat Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, my uh, – we were, I think that was, we were doing originally, we were coming up with names and, you know, you try to think of a good dodgeball name, Spidey. And I was like, oh, Jedi. And then all my friends made fun of me. More like a fat jet. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use that. <laughs> Who gave you that nickname? Do you remember? Uh, it was one of my buddies way back in the day from church ball. His name was David Stock. And oh. uh, he was being funny and everyone got to laugh. But you know what? People remembered the fat Jedi. So I'm okay with that. Or if Dave, <laughs> Dave, Super Dave, admirely has put it lately the slightly less heavy fat jedi or something like that the medium to sized fluffy jedi i don't know you, it was too long to put on a jersey yeah um so there's definitely a few things i want to break down on that uh, people might not know who you are to that extent but i think you in this episode you made yourself relatable um because yeah you were a menace you i mean I would say you are a menace. You're not done yet, at least for the time being. You are a menace. Um, maybe to some extent intimidating to where people may not approach you. But yeah. when you when we sit down and listen and get all nerdy and everything, you might have just created a whole new branch of fans of people um, who otherwise probably wouldn't have given the time of day. But I say as yeah. far as like your legacy with me goes, you're tough as hell, man. I'm just going to say it. You're tough. I, I can sit here and talk smack about, you know, the the younger Chad would have hit me. The younger Chad would have hit me. 
but um, I still respect the chat I have right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Still, I still remember poking the bear and just having a good time and laughing. And I, the highlight of that was when I, when even Tim was laughing at what I was saying. <laughs> just, yeah. As serious as he was, or as he is, for him to even break character, like that, that says something. But yeah, very much. Beyond, so. But beyond that, you're an excellent player, a great friend, and not only a national champion, but a solid father. And I think people yes. should know that. Thank you. Um, yes. You know, I, I joke with you, I call you the kingpin, but it's only because you, you, know, you have all the people who respect you, who are willing to do anything for you. Um, you still have some hair on your head. I don't really. Uh, <laughs> but um, from the bottom of my heart, man, I respect you and I love you. And talking to you, chatting with you and recording this with you cementing your legacy is a big honor for me so i know i'm not steve <laughs> and you probably would have more stories if steve was here but i consider it an honor that you said yes and that this episode will do you some justice for sure oh man i appreciate it i i am just floored that you would even consider me for something like this um and yes the, if anyone who does know me the dodgeball stories are endless i have so many i've been to vegas so many times i've been to nationals just so many times i've been to local tournaments um just you know quick plug for anyone who's listening there is going to be an arizona tournament that's going to be a fun recreational random draw um, in December. Um, that's going to be pretty fun if you're interested. Um, oh. Cactus Dodgeball. CactusDodgeball.com. It's a random dodgeball tournament. Um, I believe it's like a Harry Potter thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> as nerdy that. as that I sounds. That. Yeah. It's fun. Um, but yeah. Um, I am just honored. Thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And if you do ever do any more of these with the rest of the old crew, I am so down and get ready for some even more fun stories because they are endless. I mean, I just have had a lifetime of enjoyment on and off the court thanks to dodgeball. And it's just, it's been a wonderful ride and I'm hoping it doesn't stop anytime soon. Uh, for sure. <laughs> well, it's just slowed down. Um, so <laughs> slowed being, down. being a father, yeah, being a father definitely, yeah, for sure, your time gets allocated differently, for sure. But oh, I am still going to try to make as many tournaments as I can. So <laughs> for sure. uh, if there's like a tournament in Arizona, I'll probably make it. So, Like I mentioned last week, um, I want to set the stage for like a Arizona OG panel for when Steve returns. <laughs> More so for me, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stories that uh, you might have forgotten or Brian or Nate or whoever else they have on. Um, And I'll just be that silent person in the background just being like, oh, I can't believe he didn't mention this. That's hilarious. Or something like that. There was, you know what, before Headhunters, I was actually on on a competitive team with Nate and Brian, which is funny that he didn't bring it up. And that team name, which we did win that season, was called Pen Fifteen. <laughs> wow. Um... <laughs> so 
Yes, we have many stories, and I think you know gosh, what. I hope your tape. I hope you have enough recording banks or memory for it because it could last a long time. Well, I'm already in the budget for a new hard drive. Um, there and, you go. And at the same time, or external hard drive. Uh, at the same time, I'm like, well, pen fifteen. Will I lose the rating? Will I keep it? Uh, we'll, we'll find out the hard way. If, if you don't hear I, from I think me, you can people, walk the line, man. I think you can yeah. walk the line. You, well, walk, you can walk the line. Fair enough. I, mean, I, can, I, I can mention there was a lot of other teams that chose to walk the line as far as team names were concerned. And I'm sure you've seen a few of them in Elite. Um, for sure. But especially in social aspects. I mean, when people, I mean, Dillagaff obviously was one of them. Um, the one I just mentioned was another one. I mean, there was a there was a team of girls that played as an open team. They're called the Ballbusters. It was freaking amazing. They're a great team. Yeah, yeah they're a great team. <laughs> so there there's been quite a few. Um, there was a team called Plan B that I was on. <laughs> exactly B? how it sounds. Plan Plan B. Oh, Plan oh B my was God. the All team. Right. <laughs> Plan B. It was a great team. It was fun. Anyway, so yeah, it, for sure, it, there's tons I'll, of stories. I'll put it to the viewers out there. If if uh, if I, if you don't hear from me in season six, it's because we it, lost it, the rating at some point. Chad's <laughs> fault. Chad did it. It's Chad's fault. I I'm got sorry. fired. Chad. <laughs> He's always just put this on the the. Um, we're talking about old school CD, the expletive CD mark. You know, this is a track that. Um, Adults only. That way you can keep the rating and this can be one of the blacklisted items. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. And that was my interview with Chad Landrum. Chad, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, not only sharing your story, but sharing a few laughs because that definitely was a fun interview. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for my next interview with uh, Frank Majorana of Heat. And I'm pretty sure that'll be a good one, uh, especially talking to a fellow Michigan native. So... If you listened up until this point, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.